Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Lee, Shane and Andrew. And we're going to do a comprehensive review of our 2-1 loss against Manchester United on Sunday. Um, just a disappointing, all, disappointing performance all round, really. Um, I don't think anyone on our team played particularly well, but we'll go through them and break them down. So, as usual, we'll start at the back with Pickford. Um I mean, you know, they had quite a few shots, to be honest with you. But Shane, I'll start with you, mate. Do you think Pickford could have done better with, with their first goal? Um, I mean, when we when we had the, the post-match review, we said we didn't really think that he'd done too much wrong. Mm. Um, look, I mean, I think when they're conceding the goals, there's always a chance that they can always do better. I because I, I was more fuming with the one that was offside. I thought yeah. he'd committed himself too early, as he can be prone to, but obviously it was ruled out. But yeah. No, I mean, Anthony's, that left foot, the way he's opened his body, he, he's just done it like literally in the millisecond, and he, he's just slotted past him. And then Ronaldo's goal as well as Ronaldo's, just you're always, you're putting your house on him to finish it. But I yeah. don't, don't didn't really have... Any complaints about Pickford? Really, mm-hmm. I mean, as I think as he's known for his distribution. Yeah, you know, I've got this down there that he, he played twenty three long balls and ten of them were received by the other players. So, um, we we didn't have DCL up front or Rondon. We had Mapai. Yeah, uh, and I think it was a, a running theme throughout the the squad as well. We're playing the long balls, which didn't really. Run or make a sense with me, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, Lee, what about you, mate? Would you agree with that? Um, he, he wasn't too bad, he didn't really, you know, did you think he could have done better with the first goal, especially because it, it seems to me like, um, I know I'm only nitpicking, like, but he comes a little bit too far to the left and he leaves quite a big gap to the right for Anthony to slot into. Do you, do, I don't know how you feel. Oh, see, it, he's 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 anticipating something that doesn't eventually come off. Mm. But I mean, you go back to that Chelsea game last year; he anticipated that well. So I think that was just a. Hopefully, it's just a one-off. Yeah. But as Shane said, I don't think you, I would have been fuming if that third goal would have stood. Yeah. Because I think he did come out far too quickly for that. Mm. Um, but the other two goals, as Shane said, Ronaldo's Ronaldo, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, not much I can really say about Pifford. It was just one of them games for them. So, yeah. I think that's going to be a common theme throughout this pod, to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, he kind of had one moment where they, they played a long ball um, towards the corner flag and he, and he started running out towards the corner flag to try and claim it. And then I think it was... Tarkowski or Mikhalenko who tied it up like and said get back in your goal like which was a bit weird um Andrew what did you make of Pickford honestly I thought the Ronaldo goal was the one that he had the best shot of stopping if he had stayed put um mm. he was already way off to his right side the, the angles already reduced and that's yeah. the advice right that's why you come out is to reduce the angle yep. the angle is already quite narrow mm. and you coming out just gives him the ability to bend it just that tiny bit I thought if he had stayed put, he would have had a much better chance of dropping, at least if he had played the exact same shot. He may not have. He's Ronaldo. He's very, very good, obviously. Mm. But 
I think overall, I mean, the one that bothered me was when he sliced that goal kick out of bounds. Like, no pressure. We weren't hustling. I don't know what happened there, but every time he does that, it's infuriating. Yeah. Because it went like 20 yards forward and 80 yards right. <laughs> yeah, just completely wrong. Um, like one of my golf shots, Doc. <laughs> get that orbit slice <laughs> yeah um, yeah I mean Pickford can't really say too much about him to be honest um, yeah, his distribution everything. seems to be like let's like say with the them playing the 23 long balls and I'm hitting 10 of them it, it seems sometimes it does seem like it's uh, you know that it takes so many of them for such like a lot of them, for some of them, you take that. Some um, you said there, like with the ones that he's slicing out from no pressure, just from goal kicks and stuff, and they're going straight out for throw-ins. Yeah, it can be frustrating sometimes, but then like you say he's the England goalkeeper for a reason as well. He's the one of the. I mean, in the league, probably apart from Edison, he's the only one, isn't he? With distribution wise, like yeah. I it's think not superior so, yeah. from the rest, so you you sort of take it on the chin, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 not really many complaints about him anyway from that game. Yeah, he had um, a little moment. I think it was the ninety third minute when we were trying to push, and he nearly scored off a corner. Which <laughs> um, would have been quite nice, but I think Varane just kind of glanced his head to it and knocked it out. But do you reckon he would have buried that though? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I, I mean, mean he shit for weeks. Yeah. Do you remember, like, I think it was last season when we were really short on players. I think everyone was injured in the midfield. And I think he was training in training to play in midfield at one point. Do you remember that last season? Because yeah. like, he is quite good, like, outfield. Um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. He seems like that kid going up who was the one that, like, after so many goals going, he's like, come on, I'm getting out now. I'm playing off fields. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Would have been nice if he scored. That penalty he scored against Switzerland in that Nations League, he absolutely yeah. buried that. Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah. Definitely got something in his locker, but I think we're going to yeah. leave the um, midfield options to the proper midfielders now. Mm. <laughs> Maybe just stick him up front and put Begovic back in goal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll come to the the strikers in a little bit, but moving on then, um, we'll start with the left-back, Tarkowski. Uh, sorry, not Tarkowski, Mikhalenko. Um For me... That was the worst game of the season for me. Um, for Mikhalenko, he just got rinsed all over the place. From Anthony, just had him on toast all game. Um, he gives the but there was a moment on like the thirtieth minute, I think it was, where he tried to dribble. He was on the edge of the box and he tried to dribble his way up the field, gets it taken off him, and they end up getting a couple of shots um, away on the edge of the box, the likes of Eric Ericsson and stuff, but. Yeah, Tarkowski, uh, sorry, Mikhalenko, why do we keep saying Tarkowski? Um, yeah, Mikhalenko, very poor game for me. Um, Lee, I'll start with you, mate. What did you make of Mikhalenko? You know, well, the eyes don't lie. I didn't think he, I thought he had, had a pretty poor game, but his stats, his, if mm. you look at his stats, his stats, well, he's, he was the best defender for us because only yeah. a Wobie got, higher, got a higher rating. Mm. But, I think I spoke about it last night. Um, he just didn't have any help from the wingers, and I think that's he suffered more from more than anyone on the pitch for that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, it is just a blip. I mean, 
he's definitely a better defender than he is going forward. That's the part of his game that he needs to work on is going forward. Mm. And he hasn't got many better in the game than Ashley Cole to fucking learn off. So, but yeah, I think it was just one of them games. He's coming up against a, a really good winger as well. Mm. Who's fresh to the league, wants to once got a point to prove with a big price tag on his back as well. Yep. Um, yep, definitely. Yeah. What about you, Shane? What did you think of uh, Mikhailenko? Um, well, I mean, the eye test sort of thing. I mean, we spoke about it the other day, but there was a few instances where he was getting the blocks in and he was winning the, you know, the duels in the air and stuff like that. Like, defensive-wise, I mean, he, that, I mean, that's his better part of his game, but going forward, um, just do, doesn't offer enough of stuff there. Like, he's, um, he, he's, He's uh, he's four out four out of seven long balls have been have been received. He's attempted two crosses, none of them landed. Yeah. And he only made five passes into the final third as well. Mm. He, he and it was like I was uh, I said on the other pod, like he, he seems just so one dimensional and like I don't know, he's so predictable in the way he's set up and stuff with the way he passes and stuff like that. And like you say, where if he's trying to dribble against people there. Hmm. I mean, your your ass goes early, doesn't it? Watching it, like man does anyway. I I panic when I see any and touching the ball at any time. To be honest, but yeah, um, yeah, he see he seems good at the the like the bog standard stuff. It's just getting the rest of it. And again, referring back to the other part, I said we've been spoilt with having Leighton Baines and with Adina at left back. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna take some, some getting used to, or and to give him a bit of time. But mm. yeah, like you say, he, he got he got rinsed. I think he dealt better with Rashford when he went on the right rather yep. than Anthony. Um, but yeah, he, with Anthony, he, he had a nightmare. Like mm. considering, that, you know, he he's had some players in his pocket this season as well. To be fair to him, but. Yeah, you remember yeah. that going back to the derby, like he had, he had salad in his pocket all game there. Yeah, he's he's kept him he's kept him quiet yeah, in that game, and so mm. it was like uh, like we said there before. I think it's just going to be a running trend through the whole of the squad. That it just seems to be a bad day at the office. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, okay. So let's move on to um, the fella that was next to Mikhailenko in Tarkowski. Um, he had a couple of nice blocks. Uh, I think he blocked a couple of shots from Ericsson on the edge of the box. Um, I think Diogo Dallo drove into the box and got a shot away, which was blocked as well. And then in the second half, he played a nice diagonal long ball to Gordon on the right-hand side, which he just couldn't control, and it went out for a goal kick. But um, even though we got beat, I still think Tarkowski was okay. Do you know what I mean? He was one of the players that can hold his head up high and say, do you know what, I actually tried my best there, like, um, what, what about you, Lee, what, what do you think about Tarkowski there? Yeah, I, I said that last night, well, apart from Awobi, he was my man of the match. Yeah. He'd have been, because I just thought he was, he was solid. Mm. So, and that ball, if Gordon would have controlled that and scored that, that would have been one of the passes of the season, that, because that was yeah. about 70 yards right across mm. from, what, from left to right. So, yeah. but no, I don't think he done. I don't. 
I don't really think any of the back five. I know Michalenko got got a bit of um, abuse off of him, Anthony, like, but mm. he didn't do much wrong. So yeah, yeah. But he was he was all right. A couple of good blocks and that, but nothing really to shout about either. Nothing brilliant. Nothing horrendous. Yeah, I'm I'm just literally looking at the stats here, and, and Shane, you've obviously got more stats than me on on Tarkowski there, but. One of them was accurate long balls was six out of nine. So do we need to give yeah. him like more credit for, for being a passer? Because he's quite a good passer, isn't he? Like Yeah, definitely. I think out out of the two of him and Cody, he had the better game. And out of the two as well, he's the better distributor of the ball. Yeah. Which I, I didn't even I mean, I, I'd only seen of him at Burnley the odd game and then when we played against him, but I, I didn't think it's not something that you'd assume that a centre half from Burnley has in the game. Yeah. Um. I, I seen Sean Dice talking about him on a podcast, and he was saying about how, how good he is with his feet and stuff like that. But mm. like you say, he had the the six arm and arm long balls, and uh, that diagonal he plays. It's it all seems to be always be on as long as the wingers are switched on to it. Yeah. Um. And then like I say, he had, he had the the better game out of him and Cody but I think it's the same as as with Pickford I don't think they really put a foot wrong like you say they, they got the blocks and they got the, the uh, I mean on the stats there it says he, he didn't actually have to put a tackle in against any of the forwards but he made three clearances and interception yeah um, four aerial duels as well and he only he only committed one foul made six recoveries yeah so it, 77% pass rate as well so I say it, it, it he can he, he can keep his head all day like you say um, yeah there, but, um, but yeah it didn't really put a foot wrong yeah do you think with Tarkovsky though because obviously he did play for Brentford didn't he and yeah. they have had a very similar philosophy for a long time now do you reckon Lampard will eventually try and get that more out of him more of that playing out of the from the bat as we obviously progress as a team. Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, um, you know there was I think as Shane, um, yeah, Shane's just said there. You know, before he went to Burnley, he was quite good at that, and you know it's like they kind of just drilled it out of him for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine. You know, when Lampard's picking players, he's obviously picking for a plan, isn't he? Like the next three years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the more we get past this stage of trying to sit back and hang on against teams and hit them on the counter, the, the more comfortable we'll be, the better players we've got, the higher up the pitch we'll play. And then he'll just come into his own then in terms of just playing passes and making things happen. I mean, we've seen it against West Ham a few weeks back. He was playing a couple of nice balls over the top as well. Um, so, yeah, he's got he's definitely got it in the locker. Like, what about you, Shane? Would you agree? Like, Do you think... You know, that's something that Lampard wants to bring out of not just him, but with Cody as well, like if we play further up the field. Yeah, well definitely I think both of them surpassed what we thought um what we were even gonna get out of them. Uh, Tarkovsky, when we were having the three at the back plays on the left hand side, and I don't even think he's as slow as what I thought he was. He he doesn't seem slow on the ball at all. Yeah. He seems comfortable. Uh, I hate to make the comparison, but it's like having Van Dyke where he has that, he's like the left-sided centre half, and he's the one out of the two in the Liverpool squad that can play that. 
diagonal yeah. across. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cody as well. Cody come, got let go from Wolves because they didn't think he could play in a back forward and there didn't seem to be any signs of him struggling with it. Yeah. Um, he's he's another one not known for his pace, but with it, the both of them aren't known for the pace, and that's why I thought Godfrey would have complimented either one of them. Mm. But they don't seem to be struggling, and neither of them seem to be showing anything that means that Godfrey, when he comes back, Holgate's back soon. That even though Holgate had a decent end of the season, that either of them are going to even challenge them. To be fair, to take yeah. them out. Yeah, Two definitely. leaders that we've got as well. You know, if one's yep. missing, the other one's still there screaming. That's one of the things I like about them as well. The both of them. Yep. Even if if you're not at the game and you're watching them on the telly, you're constantly seeing them screaming and talking them through. Yeah, all I think the one, of, one of the ones as well was. Um, I mean, like you say, Tarkovsky's next to Michalenko, and then um, I think it was uh, Cody. Was literally pointing when Garner come on. It was uh, when Garner come on. Yeah, uh, he's literally, he's literally, Cody was literally pointing him through the game where he needs to be coming to sit where he wants him to be passing the ball if someone's gone to drop in and stuff like that. So yeah, I've got uh, absolutely no worries about it. And like you say, I think like the the long term part. I mean, that's the way Lampard's teams play as well. Yeah, I've seen it at Chelsea as well. With um, I mean, it's a whole. The whole football pyramid now, I think, from the bottom upwards is always going to be now is the, the pep style of playing out from the back. So, yeah, um, where we probably wouldn't have thought that the the two of them would have been them type of defenders. Actually, Tarkovsky had a uh, Burnley and then Cozy in the middle of a three at Wolves. They both don't seem to be phased by anything at the minute. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um. Let's look at Cody then, Lee. Um, you know, as Shane's just touched on, very similar to Tarkovsky. He didn't really do much wrong, Lee. Um, just another decent performance, do you think? You know, either of the goals, he could have done better, or do you think it was just a case of the whole team was just poor, like? Because, um, he, again, he's another one who had six recoveries and a couple of interceptions and clearances and everything, so he, he'd done his job. But, again, you're still conceding two goals, so who's... Who do we point the finger at, like, you know, if you, if you can see two goals or is it just a case of there's nothing you can do and you were too good? Well, well, one of them was from a mistake from one of our players who we'll get on to later, so I don't think you can pin it on the defence. And yeah, I think the first goal, Cody's the one that throws himself at him. Mm. But he's just a bit... He's obviously, because he's cut in from the right, it's not his position. He runs yeah. across and starts to block it. I think it's Cody anyway, I'm not. I'd have to watch it back again, but I'm pretty sure it's Cody launches himself at it. Yeah. But same as Tarkovsky. It, there's not much he, not much he's done wrong. Didn't do nothing spectacular or nothing, but but I'd, I'd still I'd still say get that contract signed. Go and give Wolves that four point five million or whatever it is. Mm. And say, yeah, there you go. Don't you don't have to worry about him no more, he's ours. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, moving over then to the right back, Seamus Coleman. Um, we've seen, as, as Shane just touched on there, Holgate uh, could be coming back soon. Uh, we know he can play right back. He's, he's done it once or twice. He can play in midfield even, and he can play centre-back. But Coleman's got to stay in, hasn't he? He didn't do anything wrong against Rashford at all. 
Um, Shane, I'll start with you on that one, mate. What, what did you make of Coleman? And have you got some stats to, to back up his performance? Because everyone's saying, like, you know, I've seen people say on Twitter, well, Holgate's back now, just throw him instead. Well, Coleman, I think he was 34 today, wasn't he, or yesterday? So um, he's still doing it, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the only thing is uh, you can visibly see that he's lacking is the pace, and that comes obviously with the age. But yeah, like you say, um, we're going to say it with a lot of them. Is we didn't really see him put a foot wrong, really. Um, there's a yeah. few times he got caught off the pitch, um, and like Lee said earlier, really doesn't help, especially on that side of the pitch when the wingers and it was Gordon uh, aren't helping him. But um, yeah, just there, he, I mean, out of the defence, he, he he was one of the ones that actually had to make tackles. He made two out of the two. Yeah, he completed one out of the one dribbles he tried, um, three recoveries, uh, and then he won four four out of his four ground duels and one out of his the uh, aerial duels yeah. as well. And those two tackles that he made made them the the most tackles in the game as well. So yeah. I mean, he's solid at right back, and let's say it's, it is just the pace and it, he, Patterson, obviously. Now we've seen the beginning of the season does offer more, but I yeah. don't see what you're going to get out of Holgate, especially coming back from an injury that you're not getting out of Coleman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about you, Lee? Would you just leave Coleman as he is because he's doing a good job at the moment, isn't he, Lee? Well, when you look at them stats, I'm looking at them now myself. I mean, he really didn't put a foot wrong. Hmm. But it is, it's, it's the pace when you're coming up against someone like Rashford who's starting to play like he was before last season as well. But I I I personally would if if Holgate was fully fit and match fit, like he'd played a few games, I wouldn't mind Holgate coming in just for a game or so until Patterson like rotate the two of them. Yeah. But the fact that he I mean he, he might be fully fit, but he's not gonna be match fit hmm. after being out for so long. So I think sticking with Coleman's probably the best option. Yeah. I say that through, like, holding me breath because he might be coming up against Son. Um, yeah, needs yeah. a bit of help. Well, do, do you think um, he could have definitely got a bit more help in that game? Because I don't think Gray or Gordon... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, both of the full-backs could have. I think both of the full-backs would have had much, much easier nights if they'd have had a bit more help, hmm. which is strange because we've been doing that a lot this season. You know... We've praised Gray for his work rate. And yeah. we all know Gordon usually, I mean, Gordon last season was just that we were trying out for him to give more going forward because mm-hmm. his defensive work was so good. Yeah. So it was a bit strange, but I just hope it was one of them games where everyone just had a bad night mm. and dust ourselves off and go again at the weekend. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, oh yeah, by the way, sixty grand he cost. Sixty grand. Yeah, it's unreal, mate, isn't it? It's just it's madness, like I mean we seen today or I think it was today, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, but it was his birthday and you know, he's just been he's been incredible, like he's he's just I don't think he's put a f- single foot wrong since he's been here. Not one He's I, gonna be uh, pound for pound one of the best signings in the Premier League history. Yeah. As outrageous as it might sound, but I how 
small that fears and then how much he's given to us. I mean, I, the only thing I think he, he'll be missing from his time out of it and is obviously that silverware the same with Baines mm-hmm. as well. You yeah. wish that you could have given them that 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 night uh, in the Leicester game would have been different when he scored that goal, Baines, and then um, yeah. we could have got him that and Coleman, but um, yeah, yeah, like you say, I don't think he's he's put a put a foot wrong. I think it's just something that full backs themselves are going to struggle with when they get to that age. It's like, I mean, you're seeing Jaggy Elsa still playing at centre half for Stoke now and scoring goals still. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, but I think uh, I think Coleman's a bit too small to be playing centre half, like so. Yeah, yeah. I think at one point um, Martinez wanted to move him on Beans into midfield into like a holding role because I think uh, Philip Lam was doing it for Bayern at the time, and he thought I can just move these into midfield, but no, not for me. Um, I could have seen, uh, seen Baines doing it, like, but not Coleman. Yeah. I, I think Coleman's all right as well on the right side of a three three at the back as well. Mm. Like you say, it, when you're compensated by having that wing back and the other two centre halves because he hasn't got the pace, but um, yeah. it's a bit bit more unforgiving as well when, like you say, you haven't got your your wingers in front of you and not helping you, and then like I say, that you haven't got the quickest centre halves next to you either. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, you're not going to come up against, you know, Rashford, Anthony, and Ronaldo like every week. So, um, he didn't he didn't really put a foot wrong in terms of that. Like, but just moving on to the midfield, then. Um, I mean, where do we start? We'll just start with Idrissa Gay, shall we? Because for me, that was easily his worst game for us that I've ever seen. Um, he was just he kept giving the ball away, and and you know he made that error which led to the goal, and um. I've got some stats here against Southampton last week. He managed four tackles and two interceptions and two clearances. Against Man United, he had zero tackles, zero clearances and two interceptions. Um, and then on, on top of that, he you know he made the error where he just got he just got robbed and and they were in like and scored. So um, Lee started off with the Drissel game. just a, a poor one from him, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna rob one of your trees anyway. It looked like he was playing with a piano on his back. <laughs> it really did. He just yeah. he looked like he'd looked like he'd stepped out of Goodison for the first time. Yeah. He just he just looked lost. Mm. Um as well, as we said at the start, it's gonna be a running theme. Hopefully that was just a one off. But Graham said it last night and the more the thought about it, it does actually worry me because he did go missing. Yeah. He didn't like like Casemiro, as Graham said. He stood up tall, and he mm. went, "No, I'm going to take control of this game and yeah. play it at my pace." And that's what you were hoping is this a game would have done. But I'd still play him at the weekend. Yes, yeah. he probably is. Our, well, he is our best midfielder, especially mm. for that number six role. That holding, there's no one better at the club than him. So, but, yeah, definitely, mate. Also, um, just a poor one. Yeah, I mean, there was the signs were there against Southampton. Um, you know, he, he gave the ball away a couple of times there, and he could have been in mm. then, but he got found out. Like he, you do that against better players, and they will punish you. Um, yeah. Which is strange because he's been he's been like so consistent. I think this is the first time I've ever seen him have two poor performances on the run back to back. Because I don't think he's ever done that before. But 
I think that error leading to the goal was his first ever error directly leading to a goal for us in the Premier League. Like so, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's, it's the last time he does that. Um, Shane, what did you think of it this game, mate? Just echo on what you said. I don't think. Uh, I think for large parts of the game, he didn't really notice he was there until he made those mistakes. Mm. Um, and it's so unusual for him. I think that one of the things I said the other night was the only worrying thing is is that it seemed to have a knock-on effect as well with the with the with the rest of the midfield. Although we didn't have the best game that he's had, but I mean he was still the highest rated and probably and was the better player for us in that game. Yeah. Uh, and Onana as well. Because mm. I think if Gay's not doing it's a one it's a one off and you know for this. But if he's not doing his job in that holding midfielder role role, then it negates anything that the other midfielders can or want to do. And Onana is looking like he's gonna be like a ball carrying box to box mid and a Wobie's more of a he was given more of an attack and roll even further up the pitch this game. Yeah. So when you haven't got that, that number six or your anchor pulling the strings or making those tackles and interceptions, then it just makes the job ten times harder. And yeah. I think as well that it, that even though we've conceded, I think do we still hold that? We we can we've the least the, conceded goals in the league. We're on the same with Man City. Us and City have conceded nine, I think. Yeah, hopefully it's just a a one off for them because, like you say, it's a, it's a rare thing. Or it's a one. It seems to be a one off thing that he's been that bad just over one or two games as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Mm. Uh, moving on to uh, Onana. Um, again, another really sloppy performance from him, um, which was unusual because he's been he's been immense in. Pretty much every game since he's joined, um, especially in the derby. Like I think that was he was incredible in the derby. But um, yeah, I mean, if he's got to learn to like, he's got to work on his heading for me because he could have scored. Um, not just not just this game on Sunday, but he could have scored the last few games. He's had plenty of chances in the box um, where he could score. Like so, Lee, I'll, I'll come on to you, mate. He was a bit sloppy in possession, and he could have scored down the other end as well, perhaps or. Do you think he's, you know, he's got to learn to just work on his composure a little bit? I think he, yeah, I think he needs to learn on on everyone. But he is only new to the league, and I mean, he was what twenty one the week after he joined. Yeah. But I actually like what James just said there because he, because it's just a guy wasn't playing. He wasn't able to play his game. Yeah. Because he was having to drop a bit deeper and mm. help him. So it yeah. did. It had a massive knock-on effect, and I actually didn't look at it until James just said it there. But it it wasn't his best game. But hopefully he um, he learns from it quickly, and he just seems to just seems to say things in the stride. Like he yeah. he's been getting he's been getting kicked left, right, and centre virtually every game. I think this is the first game I didn't see him getting like where the team targeted him. Mm. So, hopefully, he does take it on the chin, learns, and we see another good, good performance out of him. Yeah, definitely, mate. Shane, what about you with Onana? Um, I think defensively, he he was he was okay for me because there was times where he'd try and 
help Mikhalenko a couple of times because Gordon wasn't doing it. So, and then that would obviously leave us short in midfield, and which led to them having plenty of shots on the edge of the box because he was on the left. But do you think moving forward, like he, he could have he could have done a bit more with his with his headers in the box and in and around the box? Yeah, definitely. He, he had two what seemed to be clear cut chances. Yeah. Um, especially with the uh, the the one that he was just like right there and on like on the line, just nearly nearly got to it. But yeah, I I really like him, man, and I think he's going to be unreal for us. But mm. um, and like you say, we said there with it, with him getting kicked about and stuff like that, he's drawing fouls in. Um, but it it's just. Sometimes you, you you want him to stay on his feet, and you know he's strong enough to do it as well. Mm. Uh, especially if he's going to be that ball carrying midfielder as well. Um, okay. I think it's going to come come to him game by game as well. Well, he showed uh, that strength, think... didn't he? Against in the second half against Casemiro, was it? Where yeah. he went yeah, yeah, yeah. and he ended up on his back. Mm. Oh yeah, just pushed him right over. So he, he's got it there, and it's like. You know, we we've heard of comparisons with uh, you know, like the likes like Paul Pogba and uh, I mean another one who's probably not as talented as him, but Fellaini. Yeah. I mean we, we loved him at Everton, but I mean he he uh, if he can do anything with the likes of what Fellaini did and, and you can see some stuff in there. Um yeah. whether he gets pushed up higher up the pitch while while we've got a Wobian, we'll probably sign him. I think we'll probably sign another number ten or someone to sit behind Calvert Lewin, but yeah. if he's in that box to box and he, he's able to he, I think I think it's just putting himself about a bit more. Like say he's getting in there for them chances to be scored and them goals. I think what once he starts picking up those few I, I just think over over I think it'll take like one massive game for him. Mm. Uh, and you'll probably see him kick on. Because he, he's one of the ones he, he seems to be right into it as well. He, he's the he's the past couple of matches. He's the one that's like goes out for a corner and he's like you know trying to cheer up all the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you can tell he loves it. Like yeah, yeah. He's um he's got like a certain leadership about him, even though he's only twenty one. Like which is really nice to see. But um he did have an assist. Obviously he, he um he won the ball from Casemiro in midfield, and then um. Oh, sorry, he, he give it to Gray and then Gray give it to Awobi. So he's got like a pre assist, if whatever you want to call it. Um, but moving on to Awobi, then he's, he's, I mean, he's just getting better and better, isn't he? Um, I, we'll come on to, you know, him losing the ball later on, like, but talk to us about that goal, Lee, first of all. It was a really nice finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Not half. And, um... Well, that's where he used to play at Arsenal. He broke through with a number 10, and that was exactly where he was. And yeah. he, definitely, he definitely, this game got more, well, I don't know whether it was a more freedom. Lampard must have said to him, like, let them two do the defending and you go ahead and just do whatever you want. So he had, it's like he had a free role, basically. Yeah. He was popping up everywhere. But we have been, we, we said at the start of the season, we needed more assists and goals. He added the assists first. I think he's got four yeah. in the league, and that's his first goal. So, I mean, he was by far our best player by a country mile. Yeah. To me, and he has probably been about one or two games where other players have actually stepped up and performed better than him. Not that he's had a bad game, 
I don't think he'd had a bad game. I can't remember a bad game since Newcastle last year. Yeah. When he scored the last minute winner. Mm. I really can't. I have I well, I don't think I've seen him actually have a bad game under Lampard. Yeah, I don't um, think he has. Or he, he definitely and, hasn't had two bad games on the run, if no. that's the case. He's and I've seen um seen something on Twitter today, Everton are looking to open and talk to him over a new contract. Yep. So Hopefully he signs on the dotted line for another two or three. Well, he's got two years left, has he? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So might they might do it like a two-year extension or give him, obviously, a fresh new contract with better money and stuff. So, hmm. well, no, he's, he's been our most consistent player this season. So can't say nothing bad about him. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Shane, are you, are you impressed with... Wobie's defensive way, um, and and how well he, he recovers the ball on you know running backwards basically. Yeah, that I mean, it's like you said there that uh, Lampard's given the license there in that game especially to get forward a lot more. But then, uh, in the stats that he's picking up in that game, getting back, he's made thirteen recoveries. Yeah, he's got a tackle in there, um. And then two intersections, and he's won two two out of five ground duels as well. So putting in challenges. Yeah. So it's like even though he's so far, he's got that engine. You, mm. you can just tell yeah. he could just run for ninety minutes straight. Yeah. And he, he just seems to be uh, to be given the the free roll, just being able to run all over the pitch. Mm. I think we, like you say, he's been so consistent, and I think without him in there, we'd suffer like so much for him. Um, making up for other players, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, you probably wouldn't have to see him do it as much, like we've said before. With with uh, well, especially in the United game with Gordon and Gray not getting back, it's like he's tracking back for everybody when he's doing it. It just looks like he's running around like a headless chicken. But yeah. there's some, I say that, but then there's some like purpose to it because he's obviously, like I say, the stats are there, he's doing it and he's getting the job done and he's the best player on the pitch. We know that he's got that goal in his locker because he's he had that go- he scored a similar one uh, for Arsenal against Chelsea in the Europa League and then yeah. uh, I think he, he uploaded a clip himself of his game for Nigeria as mm. well for Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we wanted the goals, we wanted the assist and it looks like we're going to start getting them as well. Yeah. Well, what what would you think um, a realistic target would be, Lee, for um, Iwobi in terms of goals and assists? He's, as you said there, he's got I think he's got four assists and one goal now. So, what would you think you know a target for this season should be for him? Like, I think you'd be you'd be looking to get over ten assists anyway because he's got four, yeah. four in eight. So that's one every two games. So mm. anything over anything under ten, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Um, goals, um. Say between six and ten, because mm. I think he can definitely he can definitely get himself further up that pitch. Yeah, and obviously, hopefully, the two defensive well, it's Gay and Onana get sort their game out. It will give him a lot more license. He won't have to track back and make thirteen recoveries a game. Yeah, but I think that I think that's a realistic target over ten assists and between six and ten goals. Because he's never really been known as a major goal scorer, has he? No. Let's be honest. I mean, no. Mm. He scores good goals, but he's not a great. He's not a great goal scorer. So, 
Yeah, I think um, I think it was the West Ham game um, where we were, you know, we were crying out for people to just take a shot. Um, obviously, Mopay took a shot and he scored that goal, but we just need a well, we He finds himself in, in some really nice areas just in and around the box. and I just need him to just let fly more often because that's what he's got in the locker like. And you can see, like, it, it you know, it means the world to him for the fans just to love him, like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. if he can do that be- more often... Yeah, you're beating one of the best shot stoppers in the league as well. Yeah, I mean he gets criticised for his, obviously his lack of of his uh, work with his feet that he does to hire, but he is a really good shot stopper. Yeah, no, so, and he put it right in the well, basically right in the top corner where he couldn't get to it. Yeah, very so. nice finish. Um, well, Shane talked to us about um. Him doing the step overs and losing out to Casemiro, who then give it to Ronaldo and score. Do you think he needs to just wise up in terms of where he's doing that on the field? Like, yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, especially in the middle of the pitch. I mean, I, 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 we were saying off pod before that, uh, you know, about uh, like the Maradona team, and he done an Aaron Box in the other game and he got away yeah. with it. Mm. Um, and then in the derby, when he's just spinning. Spinning around salad and stuff like that, yeah. Um, and it's like you said before, you know, he's got it in his locker, and you wanna, you wanna see him. You'd rather see him try and take people on and left fly with the shot, or taking people on, um, than him being more conservative. And I think you probably will see that for him. But yeah, in that area, the pitch against that opposition, especially when it's you've got Casemiro sitting in front of you, I think it's a uh, wasn't his wisest decision, but yeah. It's it's just uh, I think it's just one of them, and and, and I think the counter attack was so quick to it that there was no chance of reco- recovering from it. It was straight out of Madrid, yeah. Casemiro straight to Ronaldo, so it was his mistake. I don't think it went down stats wise as well when we when we were looking before as it being him leading it to a, a goal scoring opportunity and and the goal, but um yeah, I think it's just like you say there. It's just picking where he does it, yeah. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And... It basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear, t- and ear trimmer. 
and the weed bucket is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, Okay, well, let's move a little bit further forward then and and start with Damari Gray. Um, For me, it was another game of... He was trying, but he was trying a little bit too hard. Um, I think he needs to just relax and just just let things come naturally to him instead of trying to, as we said the other day on the pod, you know, he, he goes past someone and he tries to do it again and again and again. Just just settle down and just, just try and make things happen and just be a bit looser with it. But for me, I, I thought Demani Gray had a decent game. Um, I'll tell you what, it's definitely improving. It looks like he's been working on his crossing. Because he seems to be whipping in some really nice balls now, mm-hmm. um, especially when he's like taking free kicks, which are like near the halfway line. He can really float them into Onana back post. Um, yeah, he, he had some good crosses. Um, yeah, Lee, I'll start with you, mate. What What did you think of Demani Gray? Well, you just sort the words out of your mouth. It's definitely something that they're working on in the training ground now. That free kick that's on the byline, but yeah. he done it again. He done it again, didn't he? And he literally. Mm-hmm. Whipped it in, but I think I think it might have been one of the defenders just got a nick on it and took it out for the corner. Yeah. So it's definitely something they've worked on. But I think, well, we're going to get on to Gordon, but he definitely had, out of the two wingers, he was definitely the better player. But mm. it, um, as usual, well, what we've seen the last few weeks of his defensive work wasn't there. That's the biggest criticism, both of them. Both of the wingers, they just didn't. Don't know what I like going forward. But I think defensively just wasn't there. Yeah. Something, something that we're gonna need in the next couple of games, especially away games. We're gonna need all that help we can get. So he definitely needs to pick up on that. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. Um Shane, what about you, mate, Damari Gray? And do you think um do you think he's better on the on the right where he can just kind of cut to the byline and get across in, or do you think he needs to because as you said the other day, he keeps trying to recreate that Arsenal goal, doesn't he? Where he's cutting in and just hitting it. Do you think he needs to just just forget about that for a little bit and just just work on what he's good at, like? Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer him on the left, and and uh, but then the argument is that most people would probably prefer Gordon, not instead of Gray, but they prefer him playing on the left as well. Yeah, they probably get more out out of him in terms of his his uh, his output, but um, I. I like say, it it seemed for so long like he was trying to recreate that Arsenal goal, but then it's like in, in games like um the the United game, it's it's like he's stuck in two minds sometimes, like you say there before. It's like he, he takes a man on and he gets past him and then he it's like he whether it's because he hasn't got no one there to give the ball to, yeah, or he's just or it's his decision making. I think it's something that a lot of our wingers have struggled for a long time in past players as well. Yeah, players like uh, Delafeu and Theo Walcott and 
uh, players like that. But yeah, I, I I thought he was behind the ball. We probably one one of the better players on the pitch as well. Mm. It was just like you say, defensively. Um, he he's made three recoveries, but he's lost the ball twice. Um, yeah, and then you say we'll get on to it. We'll get on to Gordon, but to he had he had forty six touches to Gordon's twenty two, mm. and um, he's had he's had a shot on goal. He's created two chances, fourteen out of seventeen passes, and um, two out of five dribbles. And then it says there as well that he's had three out of eleven crosses, but like you say, those ones that look like they're coming straight out the training ground from the byline, yeah, um, or the halfway line as well, like the Palace game, uh, the, the ball he put into Carbot Lewin mm. seems like something that they're working on. But um, I think you play on either side. Like you say, we were saying the other night, if, if you had him on the right and with Neil on the left as well, if Gordon's not, especially into Tottenham as well, Gordon's not in there. And yeah, yeah, I've got DCL up front. Um, you've got two two lads there on either side who are perfectly capable of whipping a ball in. Yeah. And when you've got that focal point up point uh, up top, sorry, um, it it'll be a lot better for them, and you'll probably see a lot more often. But when you've got, we'll, we'll, like I say, we'll come on to him again. Is is Mopai? Um, is. The, you're getting them crosses into the box, but it's either he's not there or it's just, I don't know whether he's not, he's obviously not as a, a, in the air as good as DCL, but mm. yeah, can, can I would say the, the, uh, to round him off was that the only thing was was just his tracking back, especially when he's in front of Michelenko, he was getting torn apart as well, so, mm. and then his decision making, but I, I, I mean, he's 26 now, yeah, he's not young. I mean, I think in my head as well. I always think that he's only like twenty one, twenty two or something because he just seems that young. He's so quick and stuff. Yeah. Um. So you hope that it comes sooner rather than later, anyway. Yeah, he, he just seems to play like he's a kid, just getting his first ever chance at playing in the league. Like, um, yeah. Sometimes he's a bit erratic, like, and he just runs around and and then tries too much and loses the ball. It's like he's. You know when you you you're playing on a Sunday morning and your bird comes to watch. That's what he's it's what he's trying to do. He's just trying to like just take everyone on and just <laughs> just like impress everyone. But um, Lee, do you think he he needs to just like? I mean, he's got to score more for me because he's he's obviously one of the front three. He's got to like chip in with a few more goals. But just think like um, his corners are definitely improving as well. Like we we spoke about his crosses, but. Is there anyone else in the team that you can see like taking a, a corner apart from Demani Gray at the moment? Uh, well, Matt Neil put a few good ones in at the end, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I think if you obviously you're playing two wingers, McNeil is going to be the one that's going to be on the bench more often than not. Yeah, out of out of the three wingers we've got, well, the three out and out wingers we've got, I think he's going to end up sitting on the bench more than the other two. Yeah. But, yeah, he definitely needs. I think he definitely needs to add goals because you look at him, twenty six years of age. Mm. In the next year or two, you're going to say he's in his plan. Yeah, and he's definitely got to add that to his game. I mean, he started off last year like a house on fire. He was our yeah. top goal scorer for until like the last couple of months of the season. Mm. I mean, that's not saying much because we were piss poor basically, but <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. No, it does. 
he is he is improving. He definitely is improving on on last season mm. because some of the balls he's putting in, and he had a little phase a few weeks ago where he was looked like he was because even we spoke about it. It did look like he was putting his head up and looking. Well, yesterday it's just like it's like he reverted back to what he was doing. Yeah, what he had been doing, but no, I think I think Lampard will get the best out of him. But then, if he doesn't, it'll be. I think he'll be one of the first. Once we can spend a bit of money, he'll be one of the first to be like not out of the club, but he'll definitely be on the bench. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, because mainly because of his age, because McNeil's only twenty-two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, twenty-two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to Gordon then on the other side. Um, frustrating. Just another poor game from him. Um, I don't know if he's just tired or what, but it's he just seemed to offer nothing in that game the other day. Um, you know, when you think about it, like him and, and Gray are supposed to be like the outlets when we're under pressure. You're supposed to be able to just give it to them and they'll drive it up the field, but... He didn't really offer anything, Gordon. Um, yeah, I mean, just frustrating, wasn't it? Um, Shane, I'll start with you with Gordon. Mate. Do you think he just needs to just just take him out for a couple of games, like just give him a rest? Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got that game out against Spurs as well. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I think I think anyway, most of the time he only looks like he's got sixty minutes in him. Mm. Sometimes. Um, but he, he was he was non non existent in that game. It's like like um just looking. No chances made, no shots. He's only intercepted the ball once. Um he's got two out of three dribbles. He he's one cross that he didn't he didn't hit. Yeah. And then he's made one recovery, which I think was the foul on Fernandez probably. Mm. Um which that that's that's a different argument to whether that was whether you think it was a foul or a yellow card or not. But yeah, yeah, it, I don't know what it is. Whether it's a hangover from the Chelsea stuff because it seems to be on. He seems to be turning it on and off since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um. Or whether it's like you say, it's just, it, it's it could even then be a hangover from last season where he's just knackered from from because he has he has just been constantly in the side. But we've got the depth now. It's not like we're we're being forced to play the players as well. Yeah. You know, hope hopefully, when Townsend's back as well, that's that's even more depth. But mm. um, I, I think I think him being out against Spurs will be a good thing, and hopefully he comes back just looking rejuvenated because, uh, like we've said, he he was just non-existent. You wouldn't have even noticed he was on the pitch for, until he was walking off it to get yeah. replaced by McNeil. Yeah. Um, really frustrating. Um, Lee, what what about you, mate? With Anthony Gordon, I think it, it, you know, if he doesn't offer anything going forward, he seems to just do something silly where he's he pushes someone or he goes lunging in and just gets himself into trouble. As you said, there he's he's missing the next game now. So, do you think he needs to stop? Like, just stop getting a cob on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a bit of a bit of slack because he is young, but to get five. As a winger to get five cards after eight games, yeah, that's that's not good discipline. That mm. I mean, you just I mean McTominay in the same game, 
when he's a defensive midfielder, you'd expect them players to pick up regular bookings because yeah. yeah. they're breaking up player in dangerous areas, aren't they? But mm. no, I, I said that I think I was on the pod with Shana for the West Ham game. Yeah. And I said then he should have come out. Mm. I've I've been saying it for a few weeks now. The kid looks like he just I, I don't think it's because he's not a good player. I just think the, he he went away, didn't he? He played his heart and put his heart and soul on that pitch every game last year. Then yeah. he went away to, with England. He mm. only had about two or three weeks off, and then he's come back, done his pre-season, and basically played virtually every game. Yeah. So I just think he needs. It's, I wouldn't obviously he's injured. Well, he's suspended. Sorry for the Tottenham game, and I'd probably leave him on the bench for the Newcastle game the week after. Yeah, and then I'd look to bring him on and bring him back in, phase him back in, because mm. I think he just needs a little break. Where Lampard says to him, "Look, train like you're gonna play, but you're not gonna play," because I don't want to, I don't want to put you in that situation. So I just think he needs a good rest. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. twenty-one years of age. Mm. And he got a, he got absolutely bullied as well by Luke Shaw. Yeah, and it's like it's like game was saying with the night. Luke Shaw's not not anymore. Anyways, seen as a you know a world class left back or anything like that. Yeah, um, he de- definitely needs to beef up. At least uh, you you yeah. think so? Anybody? I mean, he's only like you say he's only young. He's only got that small type frame like Gray has. So maybe he won't. But then it's like if he's not going to, then it's. Like you say, it's that discipline. It's either those yellow cards are come from me, the Darwin, or just silly fouls, like you say. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's puzzling to me, and and a lot of people will be sitting listening as well, thinking we should have took the sixty million. Mm. And I've been sat there myself and been thinking. I mean, at the time, I I was told. Lampard, they should have been biting their hands off for it, but yeah, he stayed. So you want to get behind them. So fingers crossed. Anyway, hopefully that's just the the game that he has out. He yeah, sorts his head out basically because it looks like it, it's not there at the minute. Anyway, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, moving forward then to Mopey. So again, it just doesn't seem to offer anything. Um. In terms of when we're, I know he's he, his whole game is built around like in and around the box, like because he's quite a you know an, an agile little player, like. But when we're under the cost, like, and we're, we're under pressure, he's not an outlet whatsoever. He can't like hold on to it long enough for us to get us up the field. Um, sometimes he's he's in areas where you think he should literally just be up top, just bothering the centre forwards. Um, his passes were a little bit sloppy. I'm, I'm not going to slag him off, obviously, but like, he just—I don't know—he he just needs to offer a bit more for me up top. Um, it, you know, that is one player that I'd like to see smash into people. Um, instead of Gordon, perhaps like maybe Lampard could say, "Do you know what, Anthony? You've you've been doing that. You've been all right, but Mope, you need to put yourself about a bit more. Like just annoy them, because then that frustrates their defenders, and then they go flying in and get themselves into trouble. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't know. Um, Shane, what what do you think about Mopey, mate? Do you think he needs to, you know, offer a bit more up top? Definitely. Definitely. Um, for for a striker to be on the pitch for 84 minutes and not to have a shot in the game. Yeah. Is worrying. And 
it's not just him, like you say. It's you know Gordon and Gray. There was only um, I think I said before as well before we were recording that it's, I think it was two two shots between six forward players. Yeah, but like you say, it's not good enough. There's no and there's like you say, there's no outlet to him. There's you know Gray's putting eleven crosses in through the game and uh, McNeil's putting crosses in. You've got. Tarkovsky, like we were spoke speaking about before, putting in the long balls and Pickford's distribution. Yeah, but he's not an outlet for those long balls, which just made no no sense to me at all. Yeah, because he's not a hold up player, like you say. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just. Um... But yeah, um, like you say, he had twenty seven touches on the ball as well, and he. he, he and he's had one offside, no shots, no chances created. Mm. So, it, like you say, it is, it is frustrating. Yeah. Lee, what about you, mate, with Mopey? And with, what, how do you think we can get the best out of him? Um, because, I mean, he scored that nice goal against West Ham. But, you know, apart from that, he, he doesn't, as Shane's just said there, people are putting crosses into the box and he doesn't seem like he's ever nearly enough getting onto any of them. Do you know what I mean? He's always like... If they got if they get flashed in across the six yard box, he's like on the edge of the eighteen yard box. He's he hasn't got that positional awareness. Do you know what I mean? I I don't think that's his game. No waiting in the box for a cross or something. Yeah. I think you seen with his goal against West Ham when they're playing them little triangle passes on the edge of the box, little yeah. one twos. That's where he comes alive. Hmm. And obviously there was none of that really at the none of it at all on Sunday. And yeah. that was. That was a bit of a worry because obviously when you've got Calvert Lewin, you can play that well as way as well because yeah. he's got he can hold the ball yeah. up and he can play it off. But he can but Calvert Lewin can also so so sit in the box, wait yeah. for the balls to come in. With Mopai you can't. He's mm. I mean and if you've got the stats there, did he win any aerial juice considering he was up against Martinez most of the game? Uh, one out of four. Well, that's it's not his game, but mm. when you're trying to whip balls in, and I think Gray Gray attempted a good few, yeah. So, so it's just not his game. We just didn't set up, especially offensively, to get the best out of Mopai last night on Sunday. Sorry, yeah. So yeah. hopefully, we if he is going to be playing and Calvert Lewin's on the bench, then you've got to set up to play to his strengths. Yeah. And I just don't think we did. I think that was one of the things that Lampard, I think, got a little bit wrong, mm. trying to put balls in the boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Graham said on another pot on another podcast as well that he, he thinks he'll be used more in away games when you're putting that pressure on the back line. Yeah, but if that's going to be the way that you're going to play with them, or, um, because the long ball's not going to work. That, that's when you need the wingers in tune with them as well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at Brighton he didn't play in it too, but I think I think he'll look really good next to Calvert Lewin. But I yeah. don't think you're going to see that unless we're throwing them up top for um to, if we're if we're losing or trailing in a game. But um, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, uh, Stephen Naismith. If you remember that game against Arsenal. Um, where Naismith, you know, I think he had a, well, he, he had a blinder of a game, and and I think he scored a hat trick at one point, and he scored a hat trick against Chelsea. Um, well, Lukaku was is always was always the one that was, you know, 
um, you know, throw, putting his body about into the defenders and stuff, and he was, you know, obstructing them, and, and then Naismith was free to do whatever he wanted, like with a bit of space mm-hmm. that Lukaku was creating for him. So hopefully, you know, if Mupai, Mupai does play alongside Calvert-Lewin, it, it's a similar sort of thing where, you know, Calvert-Lewin gets all the attention from the defenders and it leaves him a little bit of space to grab a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. But just think, just think there's any scope for him playing out wide if you give the likes of Anthony Gordon a rest, uh, Lee? I was just literally about to say that. And ne- next week's the perfect game because obviously Gordon's suspended. Yeah. I can see him playing off the left. I mean, ideally I'd rather see him coming off the bench instead of Rondon yeah. because he gives, mm. he'll give you a lot more, especially against hiding defenders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Because, mm. I mean, clearly the tactics didn't work on Sunday. Yeah. So, why not try something different? I don't think he will go that way against Tottenham. Mm. Or maybe in maybe in a few weeks' time when we've got that League Cup game against Bournemouth or something, just test it out. See if you can see how it goes. Because obviously Calvert-Lewin is the number one. When, he yeah. come, when he's fully fit and he's... Well, he stays fully fit. Mm. If you are going to be playing with one striker, then Mopai is on the bench. Or yep. I, I think, think if there is a game that you want him to turn up in against, in is the Tottenham game as well. Mm. Like you were talking, uh, you were saying there before about um, you you want to see that like sort of nasty streak on them that that's sad that you know that like. Martinez, they had a bit of a thing in the game as well, and yeah. they were sort of like, all right, like, like come on, sort of thing. But yeah, and Lampard even said himself when he signed him that he's he's a player that you want on your team and you don't want to play against. Him. Yeah, and you've seen examples of that when he when he played for Brighton. So I think the Tottenham game, if any, would be would be great because of it's a Conti side as well. Mm. Yeah. So they're always aggressive, and then especially um, if you've got them going up against players like the Charleston, and then you've got their centre halves like that Romero and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's a there's to be won and cards to be given out for just being a wind up or just just being just causing trouble. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, okay, so let's move on to the subs then, and obviously Calvert Lewin came on. Um, and he's obviously been out for a while. I think he hasn't played since May, since he got injured then. But um, he looked quite good when he came on, I thought. Um, he still had that jump, which was nice to see. Um, you know, he occupied the defenders. And I think Graham said in the last pod, like, he, they were double-teaming him um, because they were so scared of him, like, with, with the crosses going into the box. So I thought Calvert-Lewin was, was good. He, I mean, even if, he, even if he's not fully fit, he still offers that. That presence up top, which Mopai doesn't. Um, Lee, what did you think of Calvert Lewin, mate, when he when he came on? Yeah, I thought he'd done all right. I mean, he missed times a couple of his jumps, but yeah. it was more just nice to see him back on the pitch. He did the fans when he came on. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. It was just nice for him to get out there and just you know have that reaction from the crowd mm. because, as I say, he, we need them. We do. We've been toothless. Toothless up front all season. Yeah. We need that focal point. Even if it means that we're gonna play a lot of long balls, mm. I don't I don't really care. 
just yeah. get them into him because he he wins he wins the majority of the balls in the air. Yeah, he does. And, yeah, yeah, and he he can run the channels. Mm. You know, I know Ancelotti took that out of his game and asked him to stay in the box, but he showed under human under Silver, Allardyce, even Ferguson for the few games. He can run the channels. Yeah. So, and if you have got Mo Pilot with them, if they do play together, then that gives, he occupies two defenders down the channels. It gives Mo more space in the box as well and the wingers yeah. as well. So, no, it was just nice to see him back. Hopefully he can stay fit and start banging goals in for us because we do need him. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about you, Shane? Uh, Calvert-Lewin? Yeah, the- you you could just tell as soon as he ran ran onto the pitch that it's something that we've been missing from those games that Mapai's been playing in, like you say, it's the presence. Yeah. Just the the utter presence of him being on the pitch and like Graham said as well, like you said there before, it's he's occupying two players at once, especially mm-hmm. on the set pieces as well. The yeah. only thing uh, that didn't make sense to me, which we said the other night, was I d I don't understand why he had inverted wingers still when he brought Carbot Lumen on. Mm. Um, you see, you see that that ball in from Gray from the halfway line from the free kick when it's getting whipped in from that right hand side by footed, and then you've got McNeil come who came on on the left hand side. Yeah, I thought as well when Rondon come on, you've got two big lads up front. You just thought if he's going to whip it in, then you just got them on either side. But he had inverted wingers like he was still trying to give more options of going direct as well as being able to cross the ball. But, yeah, yeah, I, he, he, he come on and done what he, he was meant to do. Obviously, he he didn't get a goal or nothing like that, but it just shows that we need him. Yeah, definitely do. Um, Yeah, good to see him back. Hopefully, we can just take it easy on him and, and not just throw all the responsibility on him too soon and just, you know, collapse him again. But, yeah, good well, to see him back. Sorry, let's not forget as well. Before last season, when he got that injury, mm. he was England's backup striker. He was. And let's face mm. it, everyone's going to be a backup striker to Harry Kane. So that's yeah. not a slight. That's not a dig at him, because Harry Kane is the best English striker in the in the Prem. Yeah. So you know, a lot of I think a lot of people forget what he done under Ancelotti, considering yeah. that he was like a wide wide forward almost. Mm. And he never got the chance to be an actual natural number nine until Ferguson took over and said to him, no, you're going to be up front. I don't want you running out wide. Mm. So, I just... Yeah, and Ancelotti had him... Sorry, go on. No, go on, that. I was just going to say, Ancelotti said, didn't he, he wants them playing like that in Zaghi, though. Just Just in that box and don't move from there, yeah. Yeah. But I think the positive as well with it is that it looks like with Lampard and the new medical staff and stuff that it looks like they're not rushing players back mm. and panicking about us needing them back. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes with the squad death and the signings in the summer, but it, yeah. not rushing them back, I think, hopefully. The main thing is is that we keep them fit and we, we have them in there consistently because, like, Last season we were missing him for so long, and then like you see, he comes back in against a couple of the sides, and and then makes the difference in the Palace game as well. With something that we know that he's good at, so fingers crossed, he just he stays fit now. 
Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, what about uh, McNeil when he came on then? Um, yeah, as you said, Lee, he had some decent crosses when he came on. And, you know, what? where do you think his best position is on the field? Like, do you think he's better on the left or on the right or maybe even in a number 10, perhaps? He could, I think he's one of them. I think a little bit like Gray, he can play right across. Mm. I, I'd rather see him. See, I'm left footed myself, and I, well, I'm not, I never played to that standard, like, but I prefer playing on the right mm. because you can obviously, you can absolutely ping one in, put yeah. in on, on your left foot. But he does seem to be able to just stand there. He, he's got a delivery where he can whip it while it's moving, but he can also get good whip on it. So I don't yeah. think it really matters. I prefer them on the left, but I'm not really fussed. But I do think he needs to run in the team. I think he'd rest Gordon for a couple of weeks and give him a go in the team now. Because he's done nothing wrong against Southampton, scored the winner. Yeah. And then he came out and I think that was a bit harsh on him now. Because mm. he didn't really do nothing wrong. He sat back, he'd done his defensive work and then popped up with a winner. So, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I mean, compared to the first couple of weeks of the season where a lot of people were like, he's offering nothing. And as you say, he, he, I think that's who you're on about, weren't it, with the piano on the back? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that was him, yeah. But, um, yeah, only, I only said that because it doesn't look like he's got any pace. Um, no, like he, he doesn't. He's not a player to play, you know, on the counter-attack. Like, for Spurs next week, I mean, obviously Gordon's out, but, you know, the next, the next one in is obviously McNeil, but I don't think that game will suit him unless we get further up the field where he can, like, you know, put in a cross or, or have a shot. Well, that, that's why I said last night I think they should start Calvert-Lewin because it'll it'll push their defence a few yards further back because they won't want to get caught out by him. Yeah. And then that'll mm-hmm. give more space in the midfield then, and it'll give McNeil less and and probably great less work to do going back. Yeah. So, point, yeah. But... Yeah, what about you, Shane, with the McNeil, mate? I, I like him. I think he, he looked all right as well when he came on. Um, mm. With regards to you saying, like, what positions you prefer him, and I think he's going to be better on the left. Yeah. I think I think that's what um, he's been, his game has been crying out for Carlton Lewin to be back. Yeah. That's why I was sort of like a bit peeved off sort of thing that, that uh, he, he wasn't just put onto the left when Carbot Lewin and Rondon were on the pitch. But yeah. Um hopefully he gets a, a run in the a run in the team now just to just to show because even I've said that before as well, even though it was only a friendly when it I went to the Dynamo Kiev game and, and we had Delhi Ali in that game as well. Yeah, he just seemed to link up with everybody, with, and it, I think he'd only. I'm not sure whether he'd had one training session, mm. um, and he just got through in, and he was just linking up with everybody. And you see, it was Dan O'Keefe's second string team, but he, yeah. you can tell that there's something about him. Mm. Like you say, he hasn't got that pace, but it's just that he's he just seems to have like a wonderful left foot, so yeah, um, gives you that option as well from set pieces. Um, especially from corners as well. But yeah, that don't, he didn't didn't do much wrong. He, he, he starts wise, created a chance. He fulfilled most of his passes. Uh, he put five crosses into the box. So yeah, and he, he only had twenty three minutes on the pitch. So mm. hopefully, um, 
I, I hope he gets started anyway against Spurs. I, I want to see him in there from the start again. Yeah, fair play, mate. Um, moving on then, James Garner. Um, I thought he impressed when he came on, and at, at that point we were playing a four four two, so he he had to do the majority of the running in the midfield. Um, because he was the one with the fresh legs, like. But do you think he's the four four two suited him? Do you think he he played quite well? Um, Lee, I'll start with you. What did you make of James Garner? Because I thought he was all right. Yeah, I did. I mean, considering. He's obviously come on for his debut against the team that he's just come from. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he's done well. I mean, could have had the goal. Mm. That was um, that was a really good save from De Gea. Like, but no, I thought he looked mm. neat inside. I think he, I think he did lose the ball once. I might, I might be wrong. But, I mean, I think they all done that. <laughs> so he's not, he's not alone in that regard. But yeah, I think he, I think he looked. He looked like he, he looked like he just settled in. Hmm. Didn't look like he hadn't like played any minutes on the pitch with any of them. So good signs. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Shane, do, do you think he'll? He, he can. I mean, do, do, you know, the good thing about having these young players is you can mould them to play in whatever system you want. Do you know what I mean? So do you think he's he's a player that Lampard will just say right? I want you to play in a four four two or next week play in a four three three and do you think he, he can do the majority of the roles? I know we haven't seen much of him, but the other day like he looked extremely comfortable on the ball, like we've been crying out for someone to just put the foot on the ball and pass it. Do you think he can be that playmaker? I'm not not sure about uh, about a playmaker, but I mean I think from what I've read read from stuff like United fans and, and Forest fans is he he played Further up than the six for Forest as well, yeah. and apparently he's good at set pieces as well. Um, I think the the thing that impressed me the most when he got on was like, um, for what seems he seems like a tall lad. Yeah, uh, he just seems so he seems so uh, like like so mobile, just nimble on the ball. Mm. Um, he was only on the pitch for fifteen minutes, and but he did seem to grow into it through them fifteen and um uh, 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 Said earlier on, like with Co- Cody was pointing him out at first, but like you know, talking to sort of talking him through the game at first, but then, like you say, he got got his foot on the ball, and then he had that shot, and that I screamed me. I thought it, I thought it flew in. It was <laughs> unbelievable from the hair, like yeah, but yeah. I mean, Lampard's come out and said that he's absolutely ready to play now. He's like he's ready to throw in whenever he needs him. So. Yeah, I, tr- I trust Lampard, and like you say, he, with what he's done with the Wobie and stuff like that, like you say there, it's it's up to him what he wants to do with them. I think he is probably going to be the sixth back up to the game. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, he, he sort of come out of nowhere as well, didn't he? Like, signing wise, like, at the end yeah. of the window. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, Lee, do you think... Um... I mean, obviously, Decore wasn't in the squad, which is something that we, you know, we, uh, we, we spotted like after we done the pod the other yeah, day. Yeah, we, <laughs> um, we all made a massive. Yeah, but um, yeah. were yeah. you surprised to see you know Garner get on ahead of the likes of Tom Davis, perhaps? Um, not really, not for this game, because obviously Lampard did say beforehand that he was ready. So yeah, once he once he said that, I was like. He's probably going to be the first midfielder to come on. To mm. be fair, 
before. No, I, I don't know. It's it's a mad one because you've you've got now. You have got six six really good mid well six really good midfielders, which yeah. is something that we've fucking oh, no, we haven't had that for a long long time. Hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see like how he because he's obviously got to keep them all happy. Yeah. That's one thing he's got to do. Hmm. So, and obviously, if he was to switch to like a four-four-two, you're gonna to have to keep the other four happy because you've only got enough room for two of them. Yeah. So, but I think Garner's definitely. I I think he's gonna be a replacement for Gag. I think he's gonna mold him into a holding midfielder. Hmm. Let him learn off of a guy for a couple of years, and then, obviously, whether. We sell guy or whether he retires, what yep. whatever it's gonna happen. I think he'll be the more natural replacement for mm. him. Yeah, that's a good point, mate. Good point. Um, um Yeah, and then the last sub we used was uh Bondon. I think he only got five minutes or whatever it was. Um Shane, what's the point in Rondon, mate? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was on I was I don't know, he seems like a good fellow and stuff like that, but it's not enough, is it? <laughs> it's just, I you'd rather that it was it was Sims or Dobbins that was in there that you're bringing in for those those sort yeah. of minutes, but they they seem to be doing that all right on loan, so mm. I was hoping that he was going to go to I think it was it was a Qatar or Saad, what, one of those leagues he was getting interest from. Yeah. Uh, where where Alan's gone? Um, I was hoping he's gonna go, and then we might have brought brought someone in on loan or something, uh, or someone a young lad or something from uh, in January. But no, I, I don't know. He, he doesn't like say even when he come on, we didn't we didn't play to his strengths neither. Mm. Um, he hardly touched the ball, and he was only on for the five minutes. But yeah, um, he doesn't. He it, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, a situation where he benefits coming onto the pitch. Hmm. If you're losing a game, you, it, it, well, it, it sounds harsh, but if you're losing a game, it's not you're not looking to the bench and looking at London going, "Yeah, you're going to go on and get a goal." Yeah, he's had a, he had a, he had a string of string of uh, string of games, and he, he didn't do much in them. And so, uh, and he's I mean he's not he's not young anymore either, so. Yeah, I think is his contract finished at the end of this season as well. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think he'll okay. probably just be let to run it, won't he? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lee, what, what what's your thoughts, mate? And um, do you think he could work alongside Calvert Lewin for a little bit, perhaps? If you know, mm-hmm. if we like to go and get to rest and things, do you think he can, you know, take the hits with the defenders and let Calvert Lewin do his thing, or are we just being too nice? I mean, that's probably his best option. Best option to use him as a battering ram. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, as I've said, as I said last week, he's just he should never have been signed. Although I will say one good thing about him, and it's obviously it's a personal with his dad passing away. Yeah. And I don't. It's, he's obviously not gone home. Mm. I don't know whether his dad lives in this country or not with him. I'm not too sure, but yeah. So. You know, I do obviously losing one of your parents is never a nice feeling, but hmm. I just no. He's just he's simply not good enough. He yeah. definitely he's one of the he's probably the player who's in that like squad every week 
it definitely doesn't live up to our motto. Mm. So, yeah, would you agree? Just, I've, just, I've just, I've just given yeah. him a bit, bit of a compliment and then bashed him. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he does seem like a nice fella, but he's just mm. not good enough. Yeah, Shane, were you gonna uh, chip in with something there, mate? I mean, it was Benitez who signed him, wasn't it? It's, it's yeah. just obviously been, we needed someone at the time and he, he's worked with them before, but mm. I mean, on paper, he's played for Newcastle, West Brom and then gone to China. It's never going to work out him coming back. I mean, look at United signing that Agarlo as well. Yeah. It seems something of the same ilk, so. Yeah, he was half decent mean, for them, though. At least he scored a few goals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I take the mission. and Say that Rondon looks like he's running around in jeans and cymbal and boots. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's just, I thought it's just he, he, he's a big fella, and it? it's just that it's just even sometimes it just doesn't look like he serves the purpose of what he's being put on for. Yeah, I mean he did have some instances in some games where he's played where it's like, oh, like he's actually put himself about there. Do you know what I mean? Like he looked fitter than last season. Yeah, but then it's yeah, I think it's. The less said, the better, probably. <laughs> yep. On that note, um, moving on then. So, we, I mean, the next game is against Tottenham, and no doubt we'll probably do a, a preview of that. But um, I've seen people say, you know, Holgate's coming back in, as we said before, for, for Coleman sometimes, or, you know, one of the centre-halves. I don't think you can move them. Um, and the, the midfield, because they had an off game, you know, there's some scope for a change. Um, Lee, would you just... Would you just go with the same team again, minus Gordon, obviously? I would, but if I was going to make changes, I'd put, I know it sounds mad, because I, I put it on Twitter before, i put a Wobi at right back if you were going to switch anyone in the defence. And I yeah. know you'd lose him in midfield, but he's definitely someone who's got the pace and the engine to cope with Richarlison, Son, or Kulisevsky, whoever plays in that position. He's probably the one in our team who could keep up with them um, and then if I was doing that I'd put Garner in midfield mm. and I'd bring McNeil and DCL in so they'd be I'd make four changes if I was going to make any but yeah. I can't I think he'll make two I think McNeil and obviously Gordon's out so he's going to have to make one um, and I think DCL will come in I think they'll be the two changes yeah but, definitely what about you Shane would you uh, would you leave the midfield as it is I mean you know, obviously, Adrissa Gaze had two dodgy games on the bounce, but would you just just throw him straight back in and and just hope that he, he pulls a blinder out the bag, like? Yeah. The, the only thing that would worry me with putting a Wobi at right-back was just seeing him in that United game when he went to that 4-4-2 when he was at right-back. It was That was what led from the, uh, the Rashford goal that was ruled out. Yeah, I don't even think he. he don't even think he jumped for the ball up with him, and then he just got. He just. I mean, it was later on in the game, so. But yeah. Then, it's the point of like what game was saying the day about up, upsetting the the back line and stuff like that. It's something that you don't don't want to do. So I, I'd probably stick with Coleman. Mm-hmm. It's a big game. He's used to being played in the bigger games as well. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think myself personally it'll probably be two two changes and that's just Carver Lewin coming in and then I'd pro- myself I'd probably put Gray on have Gray on the right and then bring McNeil in for Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make any changes, John? Uh 
apart from Gordon, I probably I probably wouldn't. You know, I'd probably just leave it the way it is. Um, even without even leave Calvert Lewin on the bench. Yeah, I'd leave him on the bench. I wouldn't. Yeah, um, I'd I'd bring him on obviously like towards the end uh, or maybe even at half time perhaps. Um, but mm. yeah, they don't want to like throw him in and just give him all that pressure. Um, if we go if we go in with a game plan like Calvert Lewin's the main man, and he picks up a knock in the first five minutes, the game plan's out the window. Players will stop. Well, I don't I don't think they'll fall to bits now. But we seen last year where we had a game plan and um. Like so Yeri Mina in the Newcastle game, for example, he went off in ten minutes. The game was just gone out the window then. Um yeah. so I think with Calvert Lewin, I'd bring him on as a sub. Um maybe, as you say, maybe try Mope out wide and I don't know. I don't know. Um I'd leave the midfield as it is though. Idrissa Gay, I think he I think he's gotta go back in. Um just put just leave him in. And Onana, he's got a nice relationship with him, will we? Um You've got a you've got a nice little balance going on. The back the back four with Michalenko. Would you would you put Vinagre in? Um I don't know. I mean, what would you do with with uh, Vinagre and Michalenko? Would you would you just leave it as it is or I think it's a bit too soon with, with the players that you're playing against as well this week. Yeah. They have got three. They have got three. Go on, Shane. Sorry that. Sorry, no. I, I was only going to say, I think you don't need to throw. I think Vanagre only got put in if he, if he goes with a three at the back. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see him completely changing the system up. But mm. I think that's the only, probably the only chances is, is if, for whatever reason, he goes with a five or three at the back. And then he has Michelangelo as a centre half, probably brings Holgate in, and then he has him there. But I don't think, to be honest, unless he comes in in one of the cup games, I don't think there's probably any sign of him coming in, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. What was you saying, Lee? No, I was. I, was, I, I can't even remember now. Not gonna lie, it's my fault. <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> no, no, alright. Yeah. Um, oh no, that's what I was gonna say. Just yeah, with the, um, I don't think he'll come in with the wingers they've got to yeah, throw him yeah. into this first Premier League. I mean, he's played in the league before, hasn't he? But he hasn't played. So he's not got that match sharpness mm. either, like Holgate won't. Yeah. So to put mm. him up against one of their three, well, if not all three, because the, the interchange don't do Tottenham so well. Yeah. So mm. I wouldn't be putting him up against Kulisewski or Son or Richarlison for his yeah. first start of the season. Oh. Well, how are you two going to feel with their, whether I don't think he'll get started, but he'll probably come on with Charleston. I'm not bothered me. Once the minute we sold them, I'm not like that with players. I was yeah. with Ferguson. Ferguson, mm. when I was a kid, I was absolutely devastated. But yeah. too, old to, too old to worry about players now, mate. No. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm the same. As soon as he left, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, um, you just move on. But it'll be interesting to see if he starts like winding us up in any way. Do you know what I mean? After saying like how much he loves the club and stuff. And if he starts being like, a bit of a cheat or you know stuff like that the fans will just drop it eat him like so it'll be interesting to see like but what about just you celebrate um probably I would I think he was he cel- didn't he celebrate against Watford when he scored against them for us yeah so oh, yeah. I, mean, I think he was dancing with the Yeri Mina <laughs> 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 I don't know it's one of them it's yeah. just like I, I loved him I, I, really, I really did and then when it was like sort of the stuff where it sounded like he wasn't 
too convinced about moving and that it was more about us getting that money and before the the uh, the cut off or whatever it was. Yeah. There seems to be like signs of that when he was talking about it after he left. Um, mm. I mean, he never said outright he didn't want to move, but there was like sort of inklings of it. But um, the low part of the character that you loved about him was that he was a bit of a shit out. So if he was to celebrate against us, it's just sort of like why we loved him. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, he doesn't get used, and then uh, he does a, he does a peanut comes back. I'll take back <laughs> cut price. Yeah, ten mil. On <laughs> um, for six months. <laughs> yeah, and then buy him at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, that's been our uh, full in depth review of the uh, Man United game. Hopefully, we can you know we we'll do a preview of the Tottenham game. Hopefully, next week we can. Do a full review with a better result. Um, yeah, Lee, thanks for joining me. Shane, thanks for joining me. And Andrew, who jumped off ages ago and he had a few <laughs> issues like. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers, boys. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.